Yeah, that soccer show is proud to be a part of the Soccer and Sweet Tea Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Go check out all the great coverage of soccer in the Carolinas at soccer, the letter N, sweettea.com. We've been telling you about Uptown Poor here on the podcast for a while now, and we're super excited that they're continuing to support us and everything we're trying to do to help grow soccer in the upstate. But I wanted to tell you a little bit more about Uptown Poor. They're part of an of a umbrella organization called the Uptown Company, which is Uptown Poor and Uptown Catering. So they offer these two unique uh, services for you. One, Uptown Poor being a beverage catering company where they can give you bar service for your event or party. And then Uptown Catering, where they can, can they can bring food. They can do any of the food items for your party. And so you can use them in tandem together to put on an incredible event. If it's a wedding, if it's an anniversary, if it's some kind of party you're hosting this summer, you need to check out Uptown Poor and Uptown Catering. And if you have, if you're like me, you're a visual person, you want to see what this kind of stuff looks like, I would encourage you to go over to Instagram, check out The Uptown Company, and you can see pictures of drinks and food that they've done. Man, they had a picture of some cannolis from the Artisphere tent that they had, and man, do they look good. They also had some fish tacos and margaritas that looked really good. So go check them out on Instagram there, um, and then you can visit their two sites, UptownPoorCo.com or UptownCateringSC.com to check out all the things that they have on offer. This is Yeah, That Soccer Show, the completely unofficial podcast that talks all things Greenville FC, NPSL, and so much more. So come on, Greenville, this show is for you, it's about you, and we want this show to be driven by you. So email the show at yeahthatsoccershow at gmail.com or slide into our DMs over at, at YTSS Podcast. Now, let's get to the show. Welcome in once again to episode number 18 of Yeah, That Soccer Show. We are excited to bring you this midweek preview of two home matches upcoming. The first will be May 24th, Thursday night at 7 p.m. at home at Eugene Stone Stadium on the campus of Furman University against the Emerald Force of Knoxville, Tennessee. And then on Saturday, May 26th, also at 7 p.m., also at Eugene Stone Stadium on Furman University's campus, we will be hosting the Georgia Revolution, the very first team we played in our very first game. Um, They are coming to visit us this time. So we are going to preview both of those games in this episode, and then we will do a recap episode for both matches as well at the end of the weekend. But don't forget, you can check out the pre-match coverage and potentially some halftime coverage. The halftime show was a little chaotic last time. Honestly, the pregame coverage was a little chaotic for the home game. But I'm going to try and do a little bit better um, for these two games. And I will try to do like I have done for the games, uh, the away matches, which I'm going to try to do 30 minutes before the match. So it's 6.30 on Thursday night and on Saturday night. I'm going to try and do a pre-show on Periscope. So make sure you are following the podcast at YTSS podcast on Twitter or on Periscope. Periscope is where you can come and jump in and actually interact with us. You can watch the stream live 
on Twitter if you don't have Periscope or don't have any interest in interacting with us. The other way you can get in touch is tweet using hashtag YTSSLive. You're going to need to do that before the show starts because I'm going to be doing the stream from my phone and I won't be able to have Twitter and Periscope up simultaneously. So make sure you use that hashtag, hashtag YTSSLive to ask any questions before the match begins. And then at 6.30, we will jump on there to Periscope and to Twitter and you will be able to watch us talk a little bit about the match and we'll be there live. So you'll be able to kind of see uh, where we're at and see what the crowd looks like. I'm excited about tomorrow night. I hope the crowd is going to be good. Um, It's a midweek game. So I think it may be a little thinner than it was for the home opener. And then it will be for Saturday. Um, But as of now, it's potentially going to be a little rainy both days, both Thursday and Saturday. So I would say, Go find yourself a green poncho because um, you're going to probably need it. Um, it's going to be ugly for these two games. But hopefully that doesn't deter you from coming out and supporting the lads. Now, on today's episode, we are going to preview both of these matches. We're going to do a little more in-depth preview of the Emerald Force because we have not played them yet. Um, we'll break down the Georgia Revolution a little bit, but we've already kind of talked a little bit about them um, and broken down their roster for the first match. So you can go back and listen to that episode if you want some insight when we chatted with the folks who are in both the Uprising and they kind of do the broadcast um, for the Georgia Revolution home games. You can go listen to our chat with those two fellows um, if you want more in-depth coverage on them. But we're going to talk a little bit about the Revolution and where they stand coming into this match. So I wanted to let you guys know that the Milltown Operatives do have some merchandise that they are now starting to sell with their logos on it. All the proceeds for those are going to help fund TIFOs and fund tailgate stuff and other things that the group is going to be putting on in the future. Uh, they are working together with the Greenville, the Greenville chapter of the American Outlaws to potentially put together a combo watch party for the U.S. match coming up here in a couple weeks. That's on the same day as the Greenville SC match, so be on the lookout for more information on that. That is going to be a fun time to be had for all Um, So we're working on some really cool things with the operatives, but if you want to get some shirts or some flags, there are going to be some more logos coming out soon. Um, But go check out their store. I know they've tweeted it. They've put it on Facebook. They put it on Instagram. So make sure you go check out all of that. Now let's jump into our first match coming up on Thursday evening versus the Emerald Force, Emerald Force SC formerly Knoxville Force. This is a rebranding effort from the team. Um, and I'm going to explain a little bit of where that comes from because I think it's a really cool story. Now, you you may not know this about me, but I'm originally from the Knoxville area. I grew up there. I went to school there. Uh, I worked there out of college. I was there for about 24 years before I moved here about nine years ago to the upstate. So uh, I, I'm familiar at least with some aspects of the Emerald Force. They did not come around until after I was already in Greenville. Um, They have been in the NPSL since 2011. And they also, in addition to having an NPSL team, they actually have a WPSL team, a women's team that's that's a similar level to the NPSL. And if I'm honest, this is something that I hope that uh, Greenville will will grow into that Greenville FC will be able to grow in to and have a WPSL team or an, or some other league a women's team. I know Asheville City is doing that as well. It's just a super cool thing. And and we have uh, in addition to the we've talked a lot about the history of 
men's soccer in the upstate with our collegiate teams, but we also have a rich history of women's soccer in the upstate. And so I think that that's something that maybe down the road would be really cool to add um, to the repertoire here in Greenville. Um, so Emerald Force started out as Knoxville Force in 2011. Um, they added the WPSL team in 2012, a year later. And then in 2014, the then Knoxville Force organization um, partnered with and came under the direction and leadership of an organization in Knoxville called Emerald Youth Foundation, which this is my connection to Emerald Force. Um, I was aware of Emerald Youth Foundation when I was in Knoxville. I even did some work with some folks who were affiliated with them um, and worked with them for not directly with them, but indirectly um, with some things they were doing. So Emerald Youth Foundation is this really cool organization in Knoxville that works really closely with inner city communities to promote leadership and growth and health and fitness and all kinds of really cool uh, developmental things. Like I think their, their main focus is growing leaders in the community. Um, so sports have always been something they have utilized in that effort. And so as a part of everything they were doing, the Knoxville force partnered with the Emerald youth foundation started doing some youth clubs, some inner city youth clubs, both recreational and competitive. Um, they do some adult leagues, both recreational and competitive men's women's, uh, boys, girls, they basically do, they basically run the gamut. And so out of that, this NPSL team, the Emerald Force, is kind of their um, top-tier team, their their senior team, if you will, and the WPSL team as well, the senior team for the women. So last year, they were the Knoxville Force. Um, last year, they, they did really well in league play. They were 7-3-2. and two. They were the top seed in the Eastern Division of the Southeast Conference. So the NPSL, we haven't talked a ton about the breakdown of the NPSL in terms of playoffs and, and what all that looks into. But basically the way it goes is the NPSL as a league in total has four conferences. So we are in the South Conference, and then every conference then has divisions. Um, I think maybe there's I, – I don't want to say this definitively because I don't have it right in front of me, and I've looked at it a million times, and I should know off the top of my head. I think that there are four divisions in the South Conference. You know what? I actually do feel pretty confident about that. There are four divisions in the South Conference. We are in the Southeast Division, and currently there are eight teams in the Southeast Division. Now, last year, there were enough teams. I think there were 10 teams, perhaps. Um, don't quote me on that, but I think that's right. And they had two divisions within the division. So they had an East and a West. So Emerald City or Emerald City, Emerald Force, we're off to see the wizard, y'all. Emerald Force SC, uh, which was then Knoxville Force last year, had the best uh, record in the Eastern Division of the Southeast Conference. Southeast Division of the South Conference. This is all very confusing. Anyway, they had the best record on this side of the Southeast Division. Um, so they were the number one seed for the, for the East um, they ultimately wound up losing their first playoff match, which was a second round match to the eventual winners of the tournament, uh, Internashville FC. Now, this year they have changed uh, a lot of things about the team. Um, I think they've changed coaches, they've changed kind of leadership, and they've changed names. So they got a new logo. They are Emerald Force SC. I, the, I saw on Twitter where uh, Emerald Force played Chattanooga last week, and Chattanooga was really making fun of the logo. 
Um, I think maybe it's just my history to the city. It's my hometown of Knoxville. I have an appreciation for what they're trying to do. They have kind of a yellow cross, which is part of, which is the Emerald Youth Foundation's logo. And then it's set on the backdrop of the Sun Sphere, which is probably the most famous landmark in Knoxville. It's, it's the equivalent of the Liberty Bridge um, for us here in Greenville. So it's it's not the best it's not the best logo, but it certainly has some meaning um, for them and for the folks in Knoxville. Now this year has not been quite as successful so far uh, for the Force. They have played three league matches just as we have, and they have lost all of them, and they have lost pretty handily in every match. Um, so their first match was in New Orleans, where we secured our first victory last week. They lost four to nothing. On the twelfth of May, um, that's a that's a pretty handy beating there. Um, and then midweek, they had a Wednesday night game that week um, versus at home versus the Atlanta Silverbacks, where they lost three to nothing. And then this past Saturday, they were at Chattanooga, which we haven't talked a ton about Chattanooga, but Chattanooga is a hard place to go play. Chattanooga is notorious for having ten thousand fans at games. It is a tough place to go play. They lost um, two to nothing last weekend. So what do we think going into this game? Well, it's hard to get a real sense of what their team and roster looks like. Their website is not very intricate. Um, their social media is not terribly intricate. So it's hard to kind of, and they're, and they're split. It's honestly, it's hard for them um, to communicate everything that they want to communicate because they're, they're tracking NPSL, they're tracking WPSL, they're tracking all their youth clubs. It's all under the same umbrella. And so I think that's why it's a little chaotic and hard to, to find some of the information that maybe I would have wanted to find for this podcast. Um, but I think just looking at some of the stats and, and the way these score lines have gone, um, I've got to imagine that this is a, a team that's not going to be quite up to the level of teams we have played thus far this season. Um, they're coming in for a midweek game on Thursday night. They're traveling as the away team I think that this should be a pretty pretty good win for us um, I am going to make my match prediction for both of these matches at the end of the podcast so you got to stick around for that um, but needless to say I don't think this is going to be a terribly difficult game for us um, now granted you can't overlook anybody and you certainly can't overlook a team especially when we've got another game two days later so this is going to be a tough test um, for Greenville, I'm interested to see what the starting lineup looks like and what players get to play. Just from the standpoint that I think if you're looking at both of these games, if you're Coach Squires, you're much more concerned about the Revolution game coming up on Saturday in terms of expected difficulty level. Um, so I don't know if this is a chance where maybe you mix up the starting 11, you maybe put some folks in there who are kind of on the borderline of of starting. Maybe they're consistent reserves. They're guys that are going to get a lot of minutes typically, but may not necessarily be starting games. Um, and then I wouldn't be surprised if you see some people come off the bench or some people that are on the bench in the 18, or I don't know how many we get, but who are listed as reserves who maybe typically haven't been in that position. Um, I think this might be a good game to see some new or less seen faces um, as we take on the Emerald Force on Thursday night. Now, we're going to take a quick break right here, and then we come back on the other side. We're going to preview the Georgia Revolution, and then you're going to hear my picks for what I think is going to happen in these two games. 
We here at Yeah That Soccer Show are proud to welcome our newest partner, Brad Butchkowski. Brad is a real estate agent with the Wondercheck Realty Group, and he is here to serve all of your real estate needs in the upstate. Brad is a huge fan of the podcast. He is a founding member of Greenville FC, and he wants to connect with you to help you buying or selling a house, whatever you're looking to do. Um, you can visit his website, brad.selling-greenville.com. Check out the listings he's got there. Um, or you can connect with him online. Uh, he has He's on Instagram and Facebook, uh, Brad Buczkowski, B-U-C-Z-K-O-W-S-K-I. Or you can find him on Twitter. That might be the easiest spot to find him. It's I am Brad B. Brad Buczkowski, the newest partner for Yeah That Soccer Show. We're excited to have him. Hey, tell him you've heard about him on the podcast. All right, we're back here to continue our preview of two home matches this week coming up. We are going to look at Saturday's matchup versus the Georgia Revolution, who we've already played. Now, the Georgia Revolution has uh, has this year played four matches so far, and they are actually undefeated. They are 2-0-2, so they've had two draws, two wins. And I think when you hear a little bit about how they have gone this season, you're going to be a little impressed. So they beat us obviously the first ever home match three to one on the we were on the road so they were at home um and then they played at Asheville city and came to a one one draw then they played then they hosted Asheville city the very next game at home and it was a one one draw again and then this past week they went to nashville to play inter nashville who we have seen who came and played us and and defeated us in our first home opener um, they went to international and won three to two. Now, there's a couple of interesting things I think we need to talk about when we look at this record, okay? The 3-1 victory versus Greenville, we talked about, we broke that down. We talked about some fluky goals here and there. But the other thing you need to remember is going into that first matchup, Greenville did not have all of their players cleared. I think that's why you saw some guys on that opening day roster that you haven't seen since. Um, I think Probably what happened was a lot of the guys who are going to be our more consistent starters hadn't yet been cleared by the league. We're a new team. We had just announced some of these players and just tried to get approval for them. So it's kind of been a, a mix and match. And we also talked about the fact that the revolution had a lot of guys that had a lot of chemistry who had played for the team the years before or who had played on the same collegiate team together. So I think Greenville was still early on. I'm not saying that they didn't deserve that win. They obviously, they won. So in the record book, it, that's what it is. They they took the victory and um, and they earned it. So, But I do think that both teams, both the Georgia Revolution and Greenville FC, have changed and developed since that time. Now, the one that stands out to me is the international match, 3-2 victory for the Revolution. That honestly kind of surprised me. I mean, we talked a lot about the international when we played them were a very good team, probably on par with Greenville that night. Um, I think Greenville even last week looked better than they looked that match. So I think that we've improved as well. Um, but Georgia Revolution, who were not very good last year, has taken this year and said, hey, we're throwing last year out the window and we are coming to play. They have really stepped up their game and they are really impressing me. So here, I want to go through the names of the people who have scored the goals for Greenville Revolution because I think these are going to be people we need to be on the lookout for because there's several names on here more than once. So versus us, uh, there were three goal scorers. At, I think it's Adama, Adama Kamara, Jason Henry, and Dion McCauley. Those were the three goal scorers 
um, for the Greenville FC game. And then Asheville City, the first draw, 1-1, at Adama Kamara scored in that game. And then in the second match, Isaac Promise scored their goal in their 1-1 draw. In the 3-2 victory versus International SC, um, you had a Jason Henry again scoring. You had Ryan King scoring. And again, you had Isaac Promise scoring. So Promise, Henry, and Kamara are guys that have each scored two goals for this team uh, across multiple matches. Um, so the other thing that I think is going to be interesting to note on this team is that you have some, uh, you have some issues with cards. Yellow cards and red cards. So in the game against Greenville FC, um, Rodrigo, Rodrigo Conclaves got a yellow card and Tony Tiente got a yellow card. So they had two yellow cards against us. Um, against the, in the first Asheville City game, Rodrigo Conclaves got another yellow card. And then in the second Asheville City, Jack Gurr got a yellow card. Now, Jack Gurr, to me, really impressed me when we played them. Um, he was a, a guy that was constantly pressing the ball forward, uh, moving the ball into offense position. And I think he is probably maybe the glue of their team and a guy that we really need to, we really need to keep out of the stat sheet. <laughs> we really need to keep him from, we need to shut him down essentially. Um, and then the biggest news. Oh, okay. So during that first actual city match, they also had a card, a, a player red carded and sent off Merville Keese. Um, he has obviously already served his suspension, so he is going to be available for them. Now, this last match they played last week, um, they had three guys with yellow cards, Jumar Oakley, Aaron Witten, and Rodrigo Conclaves. Now, here's why this is interesting, especially when it comes to Rodrigo Conclaves. Uh, in the NPSL, when you get a fourth yellow card, you have to sit out for a game. It's like, it's like Major League Soccer does. After five yellow cards, you get suspended for a game. So... Rodrigo's sitting on three, so he needs to – obviously, he's not going to be – it's not like if he gets a yellow card against us, they're going to put him on the bench. That's not how it works. But they are going to be very interested in keeping him from getting a yellow card. So I think he is going to be on his P's and Q's. He's really going to be – I think maybe this could be to Greenville's advantage. I think he could probably be in his own head about not getting a, a, a fourth yellow card. Um, so that's a big, that's a big thing to keep an eye out for, but even bigger than that in the last match versus international, a Georgia revolution player did receive a red card, did get sent off and will miss this game. And yes, it is a very important player for the revolution. It is a player who has played every minute of every match that they have played so far. Uh, he got sent off in the 95th minute of this game. <laughs> And I don't know what he did. I haven't gone back to watch. But his name is Lewis Sharp, and he is the starting goalkeeper for the Georgia Revolution. So the Revolution are going to turn to a backup goalkeeper who hasn't had any real minutes this year. So this should be an interesting turn of events for this game. And I think that this will have a major impact. Um, I'm not saying they don't have capable backup goalies. I just think anytime you're turning to someone who hasn't really had significant time, playing in the league, playing in real matches, that is a huge thing, especially at the goalkeeper position. So this match is going to be uh, going to be interesting in that respect. It is going to be uh, something that we should keep an eye on. I think that it will open scoring opportunities more for Greenville FC. I think if we can take quality shots, 
it may be slightly easier to get them into the back of the net. I think if we get a penalty kick, that should be huge. Um, so I say all that to say that's a big that's a big turn of events for Greenville FC, and we need to take advantage of that fact. So now it is time to get into the predictions for these two matches. First up is the Emerald Force on Thursday night. I think we've talked a little bit about this. I don't think this team is tremendously good. <laughs> They're coming on the road for a midweek game. Uh, quick turnaround for them as well, since they will be heading back home to host Internashville on Saturday. That being considered, all those things being considered, I think that this game is a 3-0 win or 3-0 win, if you want to get particular about it. I think this is a 3-0 win for Greenville on Thursday night versus the Emerald Forest. Now, I say that um, considering that we're going to have some of our players, some of our best players on the field. Now, if we go with a full reserve squad or something like that, obviously those numbers may fluctuate a little bit. But for now, that's my prediction for the Emerald Force matchup. Going to Saturday... The Georgia Revolution are coming to town. Now, look, here's the cool thing about Saturday, too. I don't know if you guys know this or not, but the Scottish Festival, 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 I don't know what festival is. The Scottish Festival, uh, Calibre, I think is what it's called, the Highland Games that are always up at Furman every year, they're going on this weekend. So they are going to be there Saturday. My hope is that, like Artisphere, that is an open opportunity for us to get some new faces into the Greenville FC matches that maybe people will see that something's going on and want to come check it out. So I think it could be a pretty raucous crowd, even in the midst of the rain on Saturday. I hope so. This is going to be a huge game for us. I think rain is going to play a, a big part in both of these matches. And maybe I should have considered that more before I went with the three, zero three mil win against the force, but I'm going to stick with that. Um, this Georgia revolution match, man, this is hard. Like, there's part of me that feels feels a draw out of it, um, but I honestly think the way that we're playing, we can pull this out. And I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with a two-one victory for Greenville against the Revolution. Um, I don't think there will be as many goals scored in that one um, as there could be just because of the rain and the weather. But I'm gonna say that it is a it is a two-one victory for Greenville FC. And another bold prediction is. I think this one's going to get chippy because the revolution, um, I, I ran down all the cards, the two red cards and one, two, three, four, five, six yellow cards, seven yellow cards in four games, seven yellows and two reds in four games. Uh, these guys are not afraid to make hard fouls and, and get their tempers flared. So I think that this is going to be a chippy game potentially. And I hope that Greenville FC can keep their heads and keep any of our guys from getting any kind of major penalties. So um, that's my prediction. Three, nothing uh, for the Emerald force game on Thursday and two, one against the Georgia revolution on Saturday. Hey, uh, thanks for tuning in. I can't wait to see you guys. Like I said, make sure you check out the periscopes. Those also the pregame periscopes may also be a little bit weather dependent. I mean, if it's a thunderstorm and pour down rain, I'm not going to pull out my phone and be trying to stand out there doing a pregame show. Um, but Hopefully, I'll be, the, I'll be doing it at 6.30 for each of the matches. Um, so we can't wait to see you guys out at some games this week. Make sure you check out the Milltown Operatives tailgates. If you don't know where we're at, we're going to be up near the, Fer the Furman Chapel in the main parking lot, but just all the way up to towards the back of that parking lot near the Furman Chapel. Come join us. We're going to march to the 
stadium together right before the games, and I think it'll be a good time. So can't wait to see you guys out at some matches this week. All right, and thanks for tuning in.